Welcome back to another exciting episode of Bat Force Radio. Tonight, we're going to have a lot of fun because we are going to do a recap of the uh, recent WonderCon conference in Los Angeles, California. And joining us tonight is a very special guest and friend of the Force, Mr. Sean Grizzly Rizzly. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> nice. Welcome, Sean. It feels good. I mean, I met I met a lot of you guys in person, either in New York or L.A. or San Diego at some point. So it feels good to finally talk to everyone, finally, after years of listening to you guys. <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming on. Let me introduce the rest of the, uh, the, the group tonight over in uh, New York City. We've got the, uh, the Bat Force Times in the land of Timmy Horton's. Free health care, we have Mr. Robin D. Cross. A boot. And in the land of eternally stocked ATMs, we have <laughs> Scrooge McDuck himself. <laughs> Legends of Lego Batman. Uh, ATM is uh, currently out of 20s. Please stand by. <laughs> and I will be your host tonight. World record holder for the most Mondo prints shipped in one package, uh, Grandpa Batman. Thank you. <laughs> Grandpa Batman forgot to mention that he's uh, he's the president of the 30 Seconds to Mars fan club as well. So uh, you know, don't, don't cheat yourself, buddy. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's funny you mentioned that because, you know, with Toys R Us closing, I, I, I went into a Toys R Us store close to work just to see what they had. And... Um, you know, they had some of the new Blade Runner 2049 NECA Ooh. figures. Oh, shit. And they had the uh, the lip syncer himself. <laughs> figure. Oh, and I was like, I was like, should I get this? I mean, I could really, I could really have a lot of fun with this. But then I was just like, no, fuck that guy. I don't want that shit in my house. Mm. <laughs> Would have made a nice voodoo doll, don't you think? <laughs> I could actually make him sing for once. I was like, well, yeah, your toy sings just as much as you do. <laughs> I love how Gramps loves Jerry Little so much. You got to wait to get that below retail, Gramps. <laughs> I know. They were only offering 10% off. I was like, 10%? Oh. That's not even worth my gas money coming down here. But anyway, maybe I'll get it later just to have some fun with it. But but anyways, all right, so getting back on point. Mr. Risley, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into uh, the comic scene and what's been going on. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my 30s and I was collecting comics um, like in elementary school. But I recently I, I get that question asked a lot and I've always, always been interested in comic books. And I just, I think I just started recently really being a lot more gung ho about it because for a really long time, if you guys have ever met me in person, I, you'll notice that I have a lot of tattoos and I sort of ran out of space to get tattooed about three or four years ago. And then just by chance, I just started collecting comic books. So I went from collecting comic books or I went from collecting tattoos, moving on to the next best thing, which is collecting comic books. So, um, that's sort of how it started, but in terms of just being familiar with comic books, it's something that I've, you know, I mean, Nightfall was the first comic book that I actually bought as a, as a kid. Nice. So, I mean, I was thinking about that actually over the weekend at WonderCon. Yeah, it's just something that's it just stuck with me since I've been in, you know, just, just a kid, just, you know, from Batman 89 to the animated series. But yeah, that's kind of how I started to just... You know, I, I get that question a lot from like creators I meet and they'll like immediately notice I have a lot of tattoos and it's an easy way to sort of break conversation that I used to collect tattoos and now I collect comic books. Do you have any like uh, comic based tattoos? Because I mean, I've seen most of your artwork and it's mostly like kind of like a traditional style, right? I, yeah, I don't. I don't actually. I don't have anything contemporary. Um, just because I don't want to like run into that situation where I run into like someone I admire and then they end up being a jerk to me. So most of <laughs> most, most of the artwork I have, like 90, 90% of it is from, you know, hundreds or even thousands of years ago. So, oh, cool. um, aside, aside from being my own artwork, um, so I'll, I'll never sort of run into that situation where, you know, I have a tattoo of, um, someone who's just not, who, who you know, who disappointed me. 
So that's something I sort of like when I was a teenager and I started getting tattooed that I was like set on. I was like, I don't want to be disappointed. So I'm just going to keep the realm of the artwork that uh, I get tattooed as, you know, from deceased Renaissance painters or, you know, contemporary like artists from the 50s or the 40s. Gramps, did you ever get your uh, Rob Liefeld tattoo removed? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I was going to get some feet done, but since he doesn't have any reference. I I have seen I have seen a lot of Rob Liefeld tattoos. Like I have (laughs) seen them like at San Diego near Comic-Con. I I have noticed them just like the old school, like Deadpool New Mutants artwork I've seen. Are they just Uh, bust or do they include the feet? (laughs) It's 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 the ninety eight. It's like the one that everyone knows. It's like you know the one that doesn't look anything like Deadpool today. Right. But I have seen Deadpool tattoos. I have seen that. Uh, the the ultimate Rob Liefeld tattoo is just to be get just get pouches tattooed on like your <laughs> legs and your chest. <laughs> pouches everywhere. Hey, you know that's a good idea because he's going to be here at the Dallas Con in about two weeks, and I may just have him. Hey, will you just draw a big ass pouch? around my thigh. <laughs> See what Gramps, you should, Gramps, you should print out that Captain America life field print <laughs> and see if he'd actually sign it. A buddy of mine went to this uh, <clears throat> uh, comic book signing, I want to say maybe like a year or two ago, and he said there was a guy in line who had a printout of that Captain America Rob Liefeld took the print and crumbled it up and told him to get out. <laughs> told him to get out of the store. <laughs> you know what? You know, what? I just thought of, I just thought of a genius idea. I just thought of, this is so awesome. So you know, cosplay is a big thing at at comic cons and stuff like that. I would love to see somebody make an entire cosplay based off his artwork. And I'm talking the big, huge, barrel-chested Captain America, the big-ass guns. If you can make cosplay based off his artwork, talk to me. We, you know, I may, I, I may support this. If, and I want to see some photos. Sean, if you had, if you did have room and had to choose, like, one comic-based tattoo, what do you think it would be? If- um, actually, you know, now that I think of it, I actually do have a, a couple. Now that I think of it, um, I got sort of these like little. It's like a like a rat that Frank Miller drew in Sin City. Oh wow! So it's a, re- it's, a, it's, a, it's really it's really obscure and it's really tiny. Like you wouldn't even know. Yeah, um, cool. But I do. Yeah, I do. I got that. Like I think like. Maybe last year. I don't remember, but I, I have a lot of tattoos. Like they're, they're like maybe like re- if you see me in person, you'll you'll notice it. But like they're really tiny ones. So it's not like I have one big piece yeah. on my arm or one big piece on my leg. <laughs> it's like I'm literally made up of like hundreds of drawings. So I do forget what I have sometimes. So, yeah. but yeah, I have a little like rat that was in like the the first sin city floppy that i got tattooed so it's really small it's like maybe like the size of my fingernail hey, you wouldn't even know when, so, uh, graham sean already has one more frank miller tattooed you, boy. <laughs> well, I, you know, hey that's that's cool because you know he's going to be in dallas um here in a couple of months we're we're setting up a meetup he uh he works for a a touring music group and I'm going to go check them out and then we're going to go down to uh, Deep Ellum Tattoo and get matching Dark Knight Returns uh, silhouette tattoos but you know just a little small one I mean I'm talking like <laughs> thumbnail size you know what I just realized um, a lot of people I've seen this on a lot of people they have um, as far as the tattoo they have Stan Lee's autograph tattooed on them I've seen that quite a bit I've never seen a Frank Miller one though and he has a really unique signature Actually, yeah. that's because Frank Miller makes you personalize his signature. You don't want your own name tattooed on yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of Stan Lee autographs on people. And, and just, Frank, Frank signs wherever he pleases. So you could end up with a tattoo, uh, you know, somewhere you didn't want it. <laughs> uh, someone showed uh, someone that came in the shop, showed me a book that they got signed forget what it was it was an old uh, an old marvel uh, book that uh, frank had worked on so it was probably daredevil but uh he had already had it signed by stan lee and then later on got it signed by frank and frank almost signed over top of stan lee's signature like <laughs> just <laughs> hugging it because <laughs> he just doesn't care you don't give a fuck frank well, don't give a fuck well that's why i mean you know literally when when i go to conventions and i know you guys probably do it too you cut out the part of the sleeve that you want the area to be signed at that way yeah. you know i mean you pick out that sweet spot 
you know? Yeah. I always tell myself I'm going to take the time to do that when I'm you know, packing my books up uh, before con time, but uh, I always get lazy and don't do it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sean, back when we saw the um, the Wonder Woman premiere, um, uh-huh. we were talking, you said that, you, so when, when you collect comics, it's mainly like uh, the Bat titles, am I correct? Like, uh... Yeah, I, I, I found myself, you know, just collecting a lot of mo- mostly DC titles. Yeah. Um, I was, I was organizing like all my short boxes at my apartment like a month ago. And I had, you know, I think like 10 or 12 and then uh, just DC centric, you know, wow. titles. And then there was like a half of a short box of Marvel titles. Did so, you set that on fire? I didn't, I, I didn't set it on fire, but, um, just yeah, I, I just didn't really realize how, how much of like the DC titles that I, I just gravitate towards and, and purchase, you know, in the past few years. But, uh, what do you like right now that's going on? Any favorites? Um, I mean, definitely white Knight. Yeah. Um, from DC. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for next week. Uh, I just actually, finished reading the metal here all the stores in los angeles i went to were all sold out like wow. Wednesday night. Wow. but uh yeah i mean yeah white knight i think is, is probably like a title that i think you know 10 years from now 15 years from now people are going to sort of be like talking about like yeah. how they talk about dark knight returns and i think you know sean sean gordon murphy knows that too i just hope it ends really well and i hope that more comes out of it in terms of you know maybe a collected edition or an animation or Ooh, yeah. you know something figures you know it's it's a really exciting book to read i just hope it ends really strong that's uh sean had tweeted recently uh about wanting to do a uh, some sort of one shot based on it that uh, he wanted Klaus Janssen to draw. And Klaus uh, replied to the tweet that uh, that he's in. Oh, oh, so oh. that would be very cool to see something like that. He, he delivered, and uh, I think we're going to be seeing more of it because he's treating Neo Joker the same way Frank Miller treats uh, Carrie Kelly. You know, that's like their babies, and uh, you know, I think they want to definitely build on those characters. So, uh, Well, speaking of Carrie yeah. Kelly, that was a good segue. I guess it happened over the weekend that... Several news outlets reported that, uh, or actually confirmed that Frank. Miller, it was on the it was on the first day of WonderCon grounds where they announced it at the DC panel, yeah, publisher panel, where he's going to be doing like a young adult title uh, with Ben Caldwell for a Carrie Kelly series or a graphic novel, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for that. I, I that was one of the questions I wanted to ask him when I saw him a couple weeks ago, but I got too nervous. Because I'm always, I'm serious. I got, I was like, I I mean, it was like brisket bot. Yeah. I was full of brisket. And yeah, I was just like, I rarely get starstruck, but you know, when you're meeting an icon like him, I just, I don't know. My tongue swells up and I can't even speak. Yeah. I was, I wanted to ask him, Hey, you know, are you considering a Carrie Kelly, you know, continuing on? Well, it sounds like he's actually going back. To when you know she's in her training period with as Robin during the Dark Knight Returns era, so maybe we'll see a little bit more of some uh, old grumpy guy in there. I don't know. I think it'd be fun. You know, kind of like how uh, Dustin Wynn did Little Gotham. Um, that was a fun. Yeah. You know, that was a fun series. So I will never complain with seeing more of Carrie Kelly. I think DC's doing something smart. You know, they got the 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 black label uh, yeah. imprint black coming label. off with. Oh, t- you know, the more mature uh, adult-themed books, but they're also trying to, to you know, market to the younger readers. Yeah. You know, maybe even, you know, younger female readers, too. And she's a character that they can all rally behind. And, um, you know, she's, she's a tie-in character, but she can also now step up and be her own lead character. And yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I'm just really excited. I think Frank's going to surprise some people because, you know, I've got some comments the other day about, well, I hope it's better than the shit he's done the last two books and all this fucking shit. And having met him in person a couple times and hearing him speak at some panels, the guy's sharp and the guy's actually has a really good sense of humor. And I think he just yeah. wants to have fun with 
writing again. Yeah. Speaking of Black Label, you guys did you guys see what uh Libra Manhill posted today? Oh, that, oh, oh. yeah. Well, I mean, wow. <laughs> Libra Manhill's like, okay, Sean, I see you, Sean Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Manhill's no Jill too, man. So uh, I'm really, really excited about Black Label. I hope it's so popular that they just pump out a, a shitload of different series for all this stuff because uh you know standalones when they let creators go crazy they always sell really well and and like become classic i really i think why i think white knight 2 will be on black label that's my prediction so uh, i'm really excited about that well, i'd like but, to uh, see them do like a collected you know either omnibus or you know hardcover and uncensored <coughs> version you know because yeah <clears throat> now nah, that white knight needs absolute absolute yeah. <laughs> But uh, Sean and Jason, take us through um, WonderCon, all the highlights of WonderCon 2018. Uh, Well, I went all three days. I was uh, sort of, you know, my only other West Coast convention experience was San Diego Comic-Con last summer. And that's just like a, I don't even know how to explain that. I mean, if you haven't been there, there's just no way to like describe what it's like. It's just insane. (laughs) And uh I was sort of maybe expecting the same thing from WonderCon, but WonderCon is a a great convention if you just like comics. San Diego Comic-Con, just in comparison, is just sort of encompasses everything. So I was sort of expecting, you know, the worst in terms of crowds and lines, but it was really easy and like relaxing is probably not a good word, but I got everything I wanted to do. I did everything I wanted to do over the weekend. Um, and it was all comic signatures and stuff. Uh, Oh yeah. Like signatures and panels. Like I didn't really run into like situations of, you know, if you're at San Diego comic-con, you, there's all different like aspects of, of, of the hobby, just in terms of media and TV and toys and everything else. And everything's vying for your attention. But at WonderCon, it's just sort of like a very extreme diet version of San Diego Comic-Con. And if you're there just for comics and buying comics and meeting creators and getting commissions, it's great. Like I encourage anybody who's listening to, if they, you know, do not get San Diego Comic-Con tickets, just go to WonderCon. It's, it's, you'll, it's, it's just way easier. You're not stressed out. The, the weather isn't, gross and mm. you're you're you'll have a good time and it's right across from disney world too so no forget that okay. people do, <laughs> do not listen to him do not go because we want to keep this secret kind of a secret right i want to keep it <laughs> but yeah it was it was a great convention i i um ran into legends really early in the morning is that that madman um, that runs back and forth between atm machines and uh, i heard about that guy. i was there when he had to run to the atm <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, I was there for comics. I I met all the creators I wanted to meet. I got a few sketches. Um, I went to a few panels. Um, probably the highlight of the panels that I went to was the Jim Lee panel where he draws. Oh yeah. And you, if you do, you know, just search on YouTube, you can, you can see it, but it was definitely a different panel because he invited, um, fans to tell, his history to the panel. So he, I think he invited about nine people up or maybe six or nine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not positive, but he invited people up to just tell his whole life story um, and his history of comics. So that was cool. And um, he drew a really bad Spider-Man, which he admitted, he, he admitted that he hates drawing Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, it was a great it was a great panel. I don't I, it, I encourage everyone to watch it. I don't want to spoil too much, but um, if you ever have a chance to see or go to a Jim Lee panel, I highly encourage it. You have an opportunity to get a free sketch from it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was definitely I think the highlight. And then seeing Legends run around and running into him, <laughs> meeting Kelly Jones. I I mean I don't want to like I know Legends has so many stories, but. It was just really cool to like meet the guy of the first comic book I bought, you know, and yeah. he was just super nice and drawing and he Ooh. had a stack of prints to give out and he his line was 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 pretty consistent. It wasn't like too long all, all weekend. The DC booth as always. 
Um, shout out to all the staff at the DC booth. We're just super accommodating to all the fans for all the signings. But yeah, I had a great weekend. I had a great weekend. I mean, I want to hear more about like <clears throat> how Legends was. I mean, I know. <laughs> I... Well, it went a little <laughs> like this. I, I could only go one day, so of course I'm going to go on the Saturday because it's usually the best panels. Uh, if most creators, if they can only make it one day, it's going to be Saturday because it's the biggest crowd. People don't have to work on the weekends. Um, you know, they're doing their nine-to-fives. I hit up you, and uh, we were supposed to go with Tom. Tom ended up not going because he thought he purchased his ticket, but then tickets were sold out for Saturday, so Tom couldn't make it, unfortunately. They don't sell tickets and, on the spot there? <clears throat> No, uh, they sell them on the spot if they're not sold out prior. And normally, I think this might have been the first year, because normally in years past, I hadn't seen like a Saturday or a Friday single ticket day sell out before the con at WonderCon. I think this might have been the first year. So it's definitely getting more popular. People are definitely coming out to WonderCon more and more. And I'd say it's probably definitely the second biggest in um, probably all of California to SDCC. But so I get there. My main mission of the morning, first thing I want to do is obviously see Jason Fabok because I hadn't seen him. His last appearance on the West Coast, I think, was at the Las Vegas Con, which was last year. And then uh, maybe in 2015, he went to WonderCon. And other than that, I don't know when, when else he's been West Coast. So I had been, I, I DM'd him on Twitter. I've been asking Robin, hey, Robin, see if he's drawing head sketches. I'm trying to get a head sketch. That's my number one goal, <laughs> you know. And I know he just had the new baby. Robin said, he, you know, he didn't know if he was going to draw any because of the time situation. And he had, usually he'll post ahead of time the sketches that he has. And so I know for sure that he'd have more than like one or two with the thought with the at least hundreds of people that are going to see him right so a couple days leading up to it he hadn't posted anything i'm getting nervous i'm getting worried who do you know that's getting mad that they can't spend hundreds of dollars on the sketch (laughs) (laughs) i was like i'm literally please take shut up and take my money that's what i'm thinking (laughs) and so and so the day the day before he or two days before he posts that picture of the joker head sketch and I'm like, fuck. So I, I, I post the message on his comments right away. Available for, for WonderCon? Of course, he, you know, he just rejects me like a beautiful girl out in the distance of the club. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't respond to me. So I'm thinking, okay, at least I think he'll probably have that one available. You know, it's not my first choice, but it's a really, really good Joker sketch. And uh, the morning of, literally on my way to WonderCon to get in line early, he posts the picture of those two... Um, Batman head sketches that he has so I posted in the group chat and I'm like left or right everybody agreed that the left one looked better so I was like cool I'm gonna try to get the one on the left I get in line I'm like the fifth row in line and uh we're right there's two entrances to WonderCon there's the back side where you pick up your badge and that's right by Artist Alley so I knew exactly where to go where to run to I would have good chances at getting to Faybox line like pretty early and then you have the main entrance in you had to come all the way across the convention center to get to Artist Alley. Soon as they let me in, I have my big ass fucking suitcase full of omnibuses that I'm hugging, hugging along with me. So it kind of slows me down a little bit because I can't really run. That shit weighed like 70 pounds. And uh, one, 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 of, uh, one of the guys from, uh, from IG, who I will not name, saved me a spot in line. <laughs> Just got it. <laughs> Yeah, so I was about fourth in line <laughs> waiting for Jason Fabok, and, and right now I'm thinking, all right, he has two head sketches. My odds are pretty good. I start talking to the guys in front of me. They're mostly dealers trying to trying to uh, get Oof. him to sign like a thousand copies of uh, of Dark Knight one shots. So I'm like, cool. I'm, I'm like, cool. They, they don't care about sketches. They just trying to resell these shits and send them to CGC. Faybox, like 20 minutes late, walks in with his big old bulge hanging out in his, <laughs> in his, in his, in his, his briefcase of originals. He pulls out the prints, opens up the book of, of artwork that he has. I go up and I start talking to him. I have on my Bat Force, my Bat Force hoodie. You know, I have him sign my book, so I get the, the button hardcover collection signed. I get the uh, Dark Side Omnibus Dark Side War Omnibus signed. Um, I get the uh, <clears throat> Swamp Thing uh, special that he did signed. And then I get my, uh, my yearbook signed by him. And so I start going, I start going through the, uh, the pages of the artwork. And I'm like, uh, I'm like uh, is this all the head sketches you got? And he's like, he's like yeah, uh, didn't really have much time this year. 
And so uh, I was like, all right, I'll take this one. And he had he had three Batman head sketches. He had two small ones, well, like page sizes, and then he had a bigger one, which it's an 11 by 17. And I was like, I'll take this one. It was $550. And I was like, do you take card? And he's like, uh, cash only. So I say, <laughs> Timmy Horton. So, so, so I'm like, so I'm like, damn it. I really didn't want to drop this much cash up front, but I guess I got to. I was like, I was like, I was like, hold it for me. I'm good for it. Ask Robin. <laughs> so, so, so he's like, he's like, okay. He's like, all right, I'll give you like a half hour to go, to go and come back. <laughs> so, so, so Robin's name bought me like 30 minutes. I go to the museum. I have to make more than one transaction because my, my daily limit is like 400 or something out the ATM. <laughs> And as I'm going out in through the doors into where the ATM is, the stupid security guards that are making eight dollars an hour are like, "You can't have roll away suitcase in here. It's a it's a fire hazard." So they weren't gonna let me back in the door, and I was like, "I gotta buy this Maybach original." She didn't know what the fuck I was talking about, but she saw she saw, she saw the. Uh, <laughs> She saw the desperation in my face, so she let me pass. Go back, give Fabok the money, uh, take a picture with him. I started asking him about, about getting back on uh, Bat Force Radio, and he was like, it's like, yeah, I really want to get back on the show. You know, I really like your guys' show. Um, <clears throat> I, was, I asked him if he's just been busy with the newborn. He's like, no, it's not really that. He's like, I just feel like I don't really have much to talk about. I wanted to get on with uh, talk about Swamp Thing. It just didn't work out at the time. And I, I, I told him, uh, Tom, Tom texted me and he was like, tell him this joke. He's all, tell him, uh, uh, if he comes on, he doesn't have to get on bi-weekly. He can, he can take as long as he wants. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I told him the joke and he started laughing. He thought it was pretty funny. I was, I was like, thanks. I came up with that by myself. And then, uh, <laughs> so, so, so then he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, just tell Robin. He's like, just tell Robin to keep bugging me, uh, to keep DMing me. And I'm sure I'll get on soon. And then that was it. I got a picture with him and then, uh, it was a wrap. I got uh, my my only and number one goal for that day was was to get that, meet him, and get my book signed. Um, other than that, I saw a couple panels. I I, I wanted to go see the uh, Batman Ninja anime uh, oh, shit. animation premiere, but uh, it started 15 minutes after the show opened. So with the whole Faybox situation, I wasn't able to see it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I had to I had to make decisions, and obviously you saw where my decision was. So I ended up going to the Scott Snyder spotlight panel, uh, middle of the day, uh, which was really cool. You know, I sat front row. Snyder did a very open uh, spotlight um, where he just let people ask questions, and he was like guiding the spotlight uh, conversation off of the questions everybody was asking. There was this kid who was like an aspiring writer. He started talking like really nervous when he was on the mic. He was like trembling almost, and then Snyder pulls out metal uh <clears throat> the last issue of metal he was like are you excited about reading this on wednesday and he was like yeah and then he was like do you want to come up and read it so he invited the kid up <laughs> onto the panel let him have a seat sit down and read metal uh the last issue of metal while the panel was going on so i thought that was really cool but he just oh yeah he just gave a little he bit lo of he loves spoiling stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh he does right right he said he had a couple of drinks like at lunch before the panel so he was feeling a little bit loose <laughs> yeah, so he was given a couple of, a couple of teasers about uh, no justice and his uh, his uh, Justice League run. Nothing nothing too much of what we already don't know. What I did find interesting was that uh, Darkseid is going to be uh, sort of uh, collaborating with Justice League in uh, the uh, upcoming um, Justice League uh, run. I think written by uh, Josh Williamson. So I don't know how that's going to pan out. You know, that's that's kind of following a, a theme and a trend with DC is like they're taking some of their most right they're, you know notorious and iconic rogues and kind of bringing them on the the good side. I don't want to say hero side, but they're kind of making them work with the heroes, I guess. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think about that. Uh, one thing, uh, just uh to touch on these announcements that were all happening. That's one thing that it does seem like at WonderCon is there is so much going on that everything seems to be happening almost at the same time. While you were in line uh, waiting for Fabok, so basically right after the show opened, uh, I was on YouTube watching a live panel with Jim Lee and Dan DiDio where they right. started bringing up all the creative teams and announcing all these new books that are coming. So yeah, all this stuff is going on at the same time. So you really have to... Uh, 
choose what, uh, like really game plan, right. what things you want to attend and, uh, what you're going to miss. <clears throat> right. I, I, I had to miss that one because obviously, uh, I met Dan DiDio live in person at uh, San Diego comic-con. Yeah. We all know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I already checked him off my bucket list. Sorry, Dan, I had to miss the panel. <laughs> you understand <laughs> <laughs> the legend squeak guy. <laughs> yeah so i saw that panel that was really cool it was only an hour long um he didn't really have time to to sign uh people's autographs inside the room so he was like uh i, I don't have time to sign you know snyder he likes to talk so they were like kind of shooing him out the room because they had a panel after his and he was going overtime um so there was like hordes of people i want to say at least 150 200 people following him into the uh the upper level and then security came and they're like what is this what is this who's this we can't have this and snyder snyder looked at him like do you not know who i am bitch you know kind of look (laughs) i'm the pied piper of nerds so snyder so snyder says where can i go and the guy was like telling him i don't know but you can't do this snyder said it like three times in a row where can i go where can we go right so then I guess whoever whoever was with him, I don't know if it was his agent or a buddy he was with who was coordinating like his his appearances at the at the con. He was on the walkie talkie or on the phone or something. And he was like, uh, we're going to go to F12 or F9, whatever it was. So it was down in Artist Alley, a couple tables right next to um, uh, Jason Fabok where uh, Mitch Jared's table was at. So he's like, all right, we're going here. So I overheard that. So I just like sped all the way down to uh, Artist, <laughs> Artist Alley, not following uh the uh, not following the Beatles, I mean Snyder, uh, with all the hordes of people down the escalator. This, I mean, this guy was looking like literally was like looking like he was Britney Spears in her prime with all these people behind him. You know, because it was fucking great. Because he was talking about in the spotlight how back in his uh, high school reunion when he went to the reunion, I think it was like fifteen or twenty years, and he was like. A, pretty much hadn't gone anywhere in his career. He was like a closet writer working. Uh, I forgot where he said he was working, but just like a regular job. And people were asking him what he was doing with his life and he wasn't doing anything. And, you know, all these people were like doctors and lawyers and they all had careers. Was, and this, so, uh, was this at the time that he was uh, working at Disneyland wearing uh, character suits? Uh, no, I don't think it was. I don't think it was, I don't think that was the job. I, after hearing them say that and then after witnessing what I saw, him coming down the escalator and people literally throwing themselves to get shit I'm like, this guy's come a long way, Sky. If you went back to your high school reunion now, like, they would see you made it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool to see. So I saw that. Uh, went to a second panel. It was the uh, DC Universe. It was basically the, um, <clears throat> who was it? I think it was Josh Williamson and uh, Mitch Jarrods. And then it was the, uh, what are their names? The, the, the sisters who wrote uh, Birds of Prey that just got canceled. Yes, yes. <laughs> Anyways, I can't think of their names, but they were announced that they're going to be writing Green Arrow. And that's all I got out of that panel. I don't think the Trunkler's too excited about that. <laughs> He's been pulling it. And uh, you met Kelly Jones too, right, boy? Oh, let me tell you about Kelly Jones, boy. It's the man. Right Kelly, here, Kelly Jones has got to be one of the nicest creator, artists, whatever you want to call them, people that I've ever met at any of these conventions. I always heard that about him. That he just... Like, he was he was there with, I'm assuming, was his wife who, like, had to keep, you know, keeping him focused because if one person would come up and he would talk to them, no rush for, like, 10 minutes. He would oh. take the time. He would, yeah. he would engage with them. You know, he would ask them about themselves. Yeah. And then uh, to the point where the guy in front of me, he was still talking to and I'd give him my gallery edition to sign. And then, you know, it's like five minutes later. And even I'm like, come on, Kelly, let's go. <laughs> Kelly, I got you, too, <laughs> Kelly. Right. So then like his wife would like nudge him like, hey, you know, we got to get this going. And then he started drawing a, a head sketch on there. So I was like, oh, Kelly, take the time. Kelly, 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 hey, 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 bat force, you're right here. Huh? Yeah. So, yeah, it was cool. I, he, he, his wife was like, oh, so you're one of those guys who who's brave enough to carry that big thing around at these conventions, huh? I'm like, well, today I am. Yeah, so, so he, he signed my gallery edition. He signed my uh, Swamp Thing issue, and then I had him sign my yearbook. Funny thing is I had the Nightfall Volume 1 Omnibus on me, and I forgot to have him sign it. Oh, shit. <clears throat> but he's, uh, he, he's, he might be uh, stopping by soon. Word on the street. Right, right, is, right. You know, I, 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 I asked him about the, the project he's working on, the Batman project. Yeah. And he said that uh, 
he said that he's still working on it, and he's actually working on three projects that uh, Dan DiDio had pitched him. He's got he's got other things coming, boy. Where's Tom when you need him? <laughs> we got three books we're gonna do. <laughs> uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a long month without Tom around. Without Dan DiDio uh, around. Dan DiDio impression, man. Kelly Jones. Shout out to Kelly Jones, man. That man is a freaking legend. Kelly Jones, I love his shit, man. It's so different. It's so crazy. Kelly like Jones Sale, is an man. innovator, man. Kelly Jones and Tim Sale, to me, were always like the artist artists of Batman mythology. Like, you know, all the other guys are really good comic book illustrators, but Jones and Sale, to me, were always like, they always had this edge that nobody else had, you know? Like, so it's, ab- it's about the uniqueness. They can stand out from the others who all draw Batman the same. Yeah, because you, you could look across the room, and if you have like like a, a Finch or a Jim Lee or a Fabric drawing, it'll look really good, but it'll be hard to tell. But if you look across the room, you could definitely tell which one's the Kelly Jones or the Tim sale they just yeah that distinct so yeah yeah so i love that gallery edition man that's a uh, that's a crack right there and uh WonderCon. when's um sean are you going to sdcc i am i am uh, um, i'll be there in end of, end of july i was actually sort of prepping places to stay and sort of figuring it out i have tickets so i am many- excited like all, all days? Are you going all I have uh, I have tickets for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and Sunday. But I'm oh, wow. Trying to, I'm trying to – there's a Wednesday night. Wednesday's preview night, right? Yeah, that's preview night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Trying to trying to weasel my way in there somehow. Maybe so. uh, maybe t- talk to Tom. Yeah, these guys yeah. Be good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I got got Thursday. I was able to get Thursday to Sunday, but Wednesday night. I went Wednesday night last year, and it was – it was it was crazy. I mean, dude, Wednesday is the Wednesday is the craziest if you're into exclusives because yeah, not all of the booths will will sell their shit on Wednesday night, but a lot of them will, and then mm-hmm. so people are running, you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I experienced it. I was there last year, and it right, was like right. <laughs> the, all the security guards are yelling you not to 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 run, but everyone is running. Yeah, but uh, yeah, definitely definitely looking forward to that this summer. Should that if um I can't I don't want to say it on the air but if, uh, if a certain company actually gets their uh, con exclusive push through that Disney almost canceled then I'm gonna have mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to get you guys to stock up on those if you know what I mean because uh, oh, oh, those those are gonna be hot in the streets. Oh cheers, Fred. Oh yes, you. Don't because like everybody will know. It, it's on the internet. It's on the internet. <laughs> I know. It's like it's like we're gonna beat the crowd anyway. It's gonna be crazy if they actually yeah. get that hey, push through. Hey, if 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 Grizzly <laughs> if if Grizzly Bear and Legends is on the scene, <laughs> <laughs> those those are gonna be like when I was trying to get Bat Force Times to get me the the Golden Girls Funko action. Oh film. man. Oh dude, they, they they were gone, man. I remember. $25 for those that Funko set and you cannot find them for under $500. No Funko's Funko's a whole other animal SDCC. I I saw like people waiting like Days outside, blocks away from the convention center, sleeping out overnight for that stuff. Like, it's crazy for Funko at SDCC. Hey, Sean, what did you think about the whole ticketed autograph system that they're trying out? Um, Well, I I wasn't happy that I didn't win, but... I am happy because, I mean, last year when I went to SDCC, the way they do it, I mean, if the listeners don't know, you have to wake up really early. Like, you have to be at the convention center at 5 in the morning because they distribute it at 6. I think it's at 6 or 5. So I'm happy that I don't have to, like, wake up early to to try and win. But I'd rather sleep in, personally. I'd rather sleep in. (laughs) I'd rather sleep in. Who are these autographs from? Gal Gadot? Um, well, yeah, actually, yeah, SDCC, like, last year they had all Justice League. Yeah, they League. did have the Justice League there. They did a surprise Frank Miller signing, which I happened to get a ticket for. Um, here's here's my biggest beef with this whole ticketed, ticketed system. Like, when you're, when you're at SDCC or any convention, 
and they have multiple autograph sessions, you have to pick and choose. So you you either have yeah. to go to this one or this one or, that one. or this yeah. one. But if if you're like a soccer mom who doesn't put in the work, who's lazy as fuck, you can just say, oh, I'm going to select all 20 or 30 of these autographs. And if I get lucky, I'll get Frank Miller, who I know jack shit about. And this guy who's really, you know, a great fan of Frank Miller now can't have an autograph because I'm just sitting on my couch and I got picked randomly, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that that is the one downside to it. But we'll see. I mean, maybe, you know, I was listening to and reading a lot of uh, podcasts, and they may or may not do that for SDCC. But it it is run by the same company, so I don't know. Signs point to that that might be the way, digital lottery. So, but we'll see. We'll we'll know, like, we'll know in less than 100 days. So, right. Mm. It's tough to figure it out because there's just so many people now going to these things. It's like, how do you organize the herds who want to get, you know, what in in and out, you know, with, with it was, signatures? It, it was just like last year at SDCC. I, I was me and Tom were me and Tom were super early for that Frank Miller um, line to get the signing to get the free lithograph or the Xerxes um, prequel mm-hmm. that he's doing. I was trying to get the Xerxes posters uh, lithograph so I can give to Gramps and we were in line. And we were like the first 50 in line, and I think they only had like 50 of them or something like that. And so all of a sudden they decided to do a marble bag of marbles. You pick out a, a white marble, you get a, a wristband, you pick out a black marble, you got to go to the back of the line and keep trying. There was this old ass lady who just happened to be around the, I think it was the Vertigo booth. So I can't remember which booth or IDW, one of those. And so she's like, oh, what's this for? And they're like, oh, it's Frank Miller. Like, she's like, oh, what does he do? So she gets in line. She go, she she pull, she puts her hand in the bag, pulls out a fucking white marble and wins a fucking wristband. Damn. Damn. I tried three times before those marbles ran out. Didn't get any. I wish I had known that you guys really wanted that because I had I had an extra. Like I didn't have an extra. <laughs> you must. No, no. Like listen, 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 listen. I had I I went to go at, at not SDCC, but at New York Comic Con they did the same thing. They always do the marble thing. Right. And I'm not a big print collector, and I actually gave away the print to a, like a. Had I known that you guys really wanted that, I didn't. I didn't listen to the podcast. Like, if you guys said that on the podcast, I would have saved it for you. But I did. I did give it away, like to so, someone who would appreciate it. If that makes you right, feel right. Better. That's what I was trying. But um, I, I just wanted the wristband so I can get something signed that I wanted. Signed, yeah, of course. And then I was going to give away the lithograph. You know. Yeah. Well, so that's why, you, that's why you generous. didn't get gramps. Well, if you guys are ever feeling generous, keep a keep little old me in mind. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Sean, do you have like a list of people you still want to like get signatures from? Um, I'd like. I know like Legends was talking about like just getting a Bruce Tim head sketch. So oh, if right. he if he is if he is at if he has at SDCC this year and he has. He, a booth, he, he is. He's he's there well, what's, every year. What's yeah. the list? The price list this year for it went up. I know. Um, it was a hundred bucks, like in twenty seventeen. Yeah, it, it, it's, so so I have I get the um, newsletter from Bruce Tim's uh, dealer, and so he already sent out the commission list for this year at SDCC. He I think said there's like ten to twelve slots if you want a, a commission. It's eighteen hundred dollars. It's a full color, one figure commission. Um, with like minimal background <clears throat> so he'll be there sean and he limits it to 20 a day and he only does it on saturday no he does it on friday and saturday because sunday yeah, we'll or actually yeah so you go on thursday he's not there wednesday you go on thursday in the morning he typically has pre-done head sketches and he'll sell those and then uh, he'll do a commission list, and then he'll bring those commissions the next day for Friday, and then he'll do another commission. He'll bring the next day for Saturday, and then typically he'll do the next day for Sunday, and then he leaves Sunday early. First yeah. twenty in line, boy. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be difficult. <laughs> it's gonna be really hard. It's, I think Tom said that it's like people from like Australia that are just camped out there on his line overnight <laughs> to try to get like a fucking dude. It's fu- it's fucking hard. There's this guy who has a booth there. Who had a booth at WonderCon? Who has a booth at Frankenstein's? And every year, it's he has him, his wife, his mom, his grandma standing. Uh, he's he's a, he's a, an exhibitor, so he gets to get in line before everybody else. So he already takes up like five spots, and then I hate exhibitors on, like that. Yeah, he, he puts them on eBay right away. I, he he got the last Mister Freeze sketch that I wanted last year right before me, and I'm like, bro, you have a ton of these already. Just let me get it. And he was like, no, I can't. Uh, I need it. Uh, uh, uh. It was on it was on eBay that same. Same day for like three hundred dollars. 
Is he the? Is he? A, is a? He said he's a Mar- Frankenstein's, right? Is he like yeah. that? The Spider-Man boost guy? Oh, or is that someone else? <laughs> I'm not confirming or denying. <laughs> God, it's just some of these people ruin the hobby. It's just yeah, so, they like, do. They, they, uh, it's insane, man. man. I mean, I'm not complaining. I still got a Two Face last year, but I really wanted that freeze, man. Oh, like, man. I, I get people making money, but like, that's just They're ruthless, just, man. It just oh, God. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks for the people who are really passionate about. It, just want to get their, you know, favorite character, their signature, whatever. You know, it's gonna really suck. But yeah, man, definitely go for it though. You know, because um, who knows how we'll long Tim's gonna be doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. hopefully he does a good panel. I mean, I know at New York Comic Con when they made the announcement when they did an animated. Series, they were talking about like the blu-ray coming out so i would imagine that would be the big focus of the panel oh yeah the uh the blu-ray animated series set yeah yeah because that's the last thing the animated new york like the last thing that they mentioned and everyone was oh my gosh it's finally coming out on blu-ray so i would imagine he's gonna have a bit more of a high profile panel this year so strange that him and dini don't really interact much at all anymore he didn't even want to sign next to dini in my yearbook really yeah Yeah, i I asked him i i I understand you know like the the falling out and you know why they aren't cool with each other but it's it's sad that, that they don't, you know. It's a shame, man. But yeah, that'd be that'd be a pretty cool panel. I mean, wow, yeah, animated series Blu-ray this year. That's crazy. It's gonna be expensive, boy. Because <laughs> they're gonna, you know, they're gonna make it all into like this big collector set, you know, with a little, you know, with, with a little couple extra of, something, something. Cu- so couple of prints, couple of prints. They're gonna do. They should, if they were smart, they would have Mondo or whoever designs for Mondo. Ooh, to fucking ooh, 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 those ooh. people are amazing to do that. So. That's it's gonna be at least one fifty. I'm guessing probably like one seventy nine. Look at that! Look at that! Look at that! One seventy nine. Why do you pull a number like that? This guy, man, be doing the math at home and shit, like, well, <laughs> like getting if, his ATM if, card ready. And shit. <laughs> He's like the banker on that. You remember what was that game show that had Howie Mandel? Um, I can't remember. Bobby's World? No, no. Where, the, one where they, the one with the suitcases. They had the, the suitcase. The suitcases. And, and, <laughs> and so Legends is like the banker up there that sits up there, and then like you get to a certain spot, and you're like, hmm. And Legends is like, yeah, one seventy nine, one seventy nine. <laughs> Well, this this is the man who just spent uh, the GDP of a small country on his haul at WonderCon. <laughs> Con- considering my SDCC con haul, this is a fraction of it. Oh man, <laughs> that <laughs> first that that first year with Tom at SDCC when we had no room in his car coming back. <laughs> oh, oh, you were sleeping. <laughs> you, were, you were sleeping. While you were driving. <laughs> Yeah, what kind of videos? <laughs> oh, man, that's tiring work spending that much money. <laughs> yeah, I heard you get rid of Adam Hughes, uh, CGC boy. No, 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 no. The Catwoman. No, oh, oh, only only where I'm getting rid of that is to upgrade to a 9.8. I did forget to mention about one of my big WonderCon pickups, that uh, <clears throat> Mask of the Phantasm, 24 by 36 poster size print. So I got that at the Hero Hero Complex Gallery, something like that, booth. And this, I'm going to tell you this print, man. It's the quality of this print. It has like a shimmer glitter to it. It's like actual glitter on this print. It's thick. It's thick like a Mondo print. So the quality is there. 60 bucks, man. One of the Damn. best things I ever bought. Damn. So what are you going to do with all these prints? Oh, well, you, you know, gotta gotta hold on to them like my true love. <laughs> <laughs> I got the print fever right now. I do like prints. I just I hate carrying them around conventions. Yeah. So that's, like that's, that, that's why you just carry a tube, Sean. Yeah, you gotta do a tube. I, I, I forgot to carry a tube. I, I made a I made a mistake. I'll be I'll be more prepared. Usually I'm super prepared for these conventions, but <laughs> you, you usually so Legends you, actually now has a surplus of tubes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so how many prints did you buy again from Mondo? Uh, I think it was like 14. Jeez. Oh, my goodness. Dude, that's, that's crazy. That, that's a lot of prints. What the fuck? I also, I, I also have another one coming in the mail that I got lucky on the uh, Phantom Creative whatever website. Oh, shit. Stalk eBay for that gray ghost, boy. You know? Yeah. Don't I'll, stop or maybe, or maybe I can just trade. I'm, maybe I'll be able to trade this uh, Ray Zhao Ghoul AP print for a gray ghost to someone. Yeah, you can hustle it. That's a nice one, too, that, that Ray Zhao Ghoul yeah. joint. I got, a... I got the... Uh, I got both. I got the green one and the 
orange brownish one. I got both of them. So fucking guy, did you get the Clock King? Oh, of course I did. Come on, that, that's really nice, man. That's, oh, so I would if I would have got if I, I was thinking about getting the Joker fish one. Which I'll, is I'll, I'll let I'll let Gramps talk about how our conversation went that morning when he was telling me about what prints I wanted. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Well, I wish you had made up your mind sooner. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. I was like, okay, well, he wants these six. Okay, cool. And then, you know, <laughs> as it kept going, it was like seven, eight. And then, you know, I called him. and I, Because the thing is, we, we both really wanted, um, you know, some of the, the ones that they didn't have anymore. You know, like I said, the Grey Ghost, the Heart of Eyes, oh, uh, those, damn it. those from the first series. And Legends had the ATM machine ready. <laughs> and all, all I needed was the pin number. And, <laughs> and, but then, you know, when I checked on them, they didn't have them. And he was like, you know, I was ready to buy those. So I guess get them all. <laughs> Send them all. <laughs> so I Here we go. Oh my god! And then I started thinking about the logistics. I was like, "How the hell am I going to ship all these?" To I'm just going to walk them anyway. Okay, we got it done. That was cool, guys. If I had one person who I trusted to ship me 14 delicate Mondo prints, Gramps was the guy. Well, thank you very much. I mean, did it these, last year. <laughs> I mean, these things are in sturdy tubes inside a box with the little filling inside. I haven't even uh, yeah, I was haven't even opened the I tubes. I was nervous. I was nervous. Um, well, hey, since we have him on here, you know, like we do with most guests, we have what's called a lightning round. Ooh, so, um, yeah. Sean. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. All right. This first question is kind of more of a layup. Which do you prefer, In and Out or Shake Shack? Uh, you, you guys fight too much about this. I mean, it's a good fight. Uh, John, you live on both coasts. So I, I know, I know, I, I know. I, I. Where are you originally from? Uh, New York, New York. I'm a New Yorker. Oh, okay, I'm so, a New Yorker. So you, but, um, you have experience with New York and LA. I do enjoy. I mean, maybe I'm just used to eating Shake Shack a lot, but I do enjoy In and Out. Like it, it, it feels more like a treat. If, if, if feel because I, I don't eat it as much, so I feel like when I do eat it, it feels like a treat. Um, whereas, Real treat, boy. whereas like, um, if I'm at Shake Shack, that feels more like a meal. Mm. So those are two different things. So those are two different things. But, yeah, it's, um, it's like, you know, if you, if you eat healthy, like, you know, grilled chicken and, and lettuce and whatnot. And then one day you go to White Castle, of course, it's going to be like <laughs> treat, you know, poison. <laughs> um, I enjoy both. I enjoy, I have to say both. I have to say both. <laughs> it's a smart yeah. man. Yeah. Very diplomatic <laughs> answer. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, who is your favorite DC rogue? Um, Mr. Freeze, he's a fucking hero. <laughs> I would say it like as a rogue, I just, you know, I am intrigued specifically by Catwoman from the animated series. Like that design of Catwoman, I do, I'm like, I gravitate towards that. I know she's like an anti-hero villain. She's kind of has like that gray area, but I have to say Catwoman specifically from the Batman, the animated series. Mm. Uh, careful. I think the cat force will snatch him up, boys. We better be careful. <laughs> 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 yeah, we love Catwoman too, man. Who who is your favorite uh, on screen Batman? And what I mean by on screen, that can be even be animated. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I would but, I would have to say definitely Kevin Conroy. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like it just it just you know um, when animated series first came out, even till like you know now you, that's that's what I th- I think of him as Batman. When I hear Batman, when I read Batman. I think of his voice. I mean, I appreciate all of the Batmans, and but as a you know, you know, as a little kid, that's that's that's, that's what I watch and that's what I heard. And when I read the comic books, that's the voice I hear. I hear Kevin Conroy. Have you ever met him? I haven't. I haven't. I I, I went oh, to shit. I went I went to uh, the panel though, so it was. It was uh, the panel that he had at New York Comic Con. It was like a little unreal to like, like, oh wow, like, this is actually. 
Batman talking right now, but um, I've never met him in person. Um, he, you just have to pay to meet the guy, so I'm not really into that personally. I don't like paying. I think well, I think he pays to, for his signature. To, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe if he does like something this 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 summer at San Diego Comic Con, but I personally don't like paying to yeah. meet people. He he, he is pretty decent though. Uh, when he uh, like I. I did uh, like the going up to his table thing uh, on behalf of uh, a customer from our shop because when we go to cons, we'll take things for customers that uh, that don't get to go and try to get things signed and things for them. So uh, I went to his table on behalf of someone, you know, and because they were paying the cost of of getting the signature, and I think it was forty dollars. He'll sign an item and do a, a photo with you. So that's not too bad. Hmm. Uh, some, yeah. Peanut or plain M&M's? Uh, I, would, I would say I'm a, a peanut M&M guy. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's a little, adds a little bit more to the, to the can. Texture. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little bit more to the can. But I do love peanut butter M&M's more than peanut yeah. M&M's. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That's, in that's the my number one. In the freezer. In the freezer. In the freezer. Oh, yeah. oh in the freezer, shit. huh? Damn. I've never tried that. He likes those, he likes those cryogenic M&M's. <laughs> what, a, what about, what about Reese's Pieces? Turns those pieces. M&M's into Nora. Oh, Reese's Pieces are good. Yeah, they're good. I, I do appreciate Reese's Pieces. I, I'm more of a peanut butter cup guy more than uh, Reese's Pieces. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Being from a native New Yorker, going all over the, the nation like you, you do, where's the best pizza from? Well, I thought you were just going to ask me if I like Chicago deep dish or... or uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he, knows, he knows the deal, yeah. man. Listens, man. You gotta, you know. I know he knows the deal. That's why I'm, I'm flipping the script. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. um, you like... Chicago deep dish pizza is not pizza. That's just my opinion. I think it's more of a soup. But, uh, yeah, I just, you know. Uh, Be careful. Uh, you're going to wind up in the trunk pretty soon. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck me. Um, but, yeah, I, I love, I love, I love pizza. My favorite pizza place in, uh, in, in, uh, in New York City, Brooklyn, is a place called Pauly G's. It's in Greenpoint in Brooklyn. If you guys are ever in New York, I highly recommend it. Ooh. There's also a really good pizzeria uh, called Best Pizza uh, that my friend Frank Pinella owns. He actually hosts uh, a YouTube TV show called The Pizza Show, which is one of the most popular uh, TV uh, TV shows on YouTube about food. So I highly recommend you guys watching that. He covers every aspect of pizza. So Damn. He goes to L.A., he goes to Chicago, he goes to New York. Basically, any place that has pizza or is known for pizza, definitely check it out. It's called The Pizza Show. We, but me yeah, Grumps, um, uh, Me and Grumps got to take you to Rose's Pizza in Queens, man. Yeah, I, think. I think you mentioned that last time I, I, yeah, I, gotta I saw you. Yeah. That'll, that'll change your life. We already changed Colt's life. Colt lives uh, off yeah. Flatbush <laughs> Ave in Brooklyn. There's a place called, I can't name, I can't put anyone on blast, but it, it's one of those pizza places that was really good in old New York, but I think under new management, it's not that good, but Colt probably still thinks it's good. <laughs> so we, we break his balls to no end, man. It's like, what would you rather do? Like jump off a, a cliff or have like a slice of it? Oh, I almost said the name. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. Sean, what's your bowling average? Oh man, I I'm not a sports guy. Not a sport. I mean, I I'm, I don't even remember the last time. Gutter ball zero. Like, yeah. Awesome. I like to hear that because you know I like to beat people. So if if we if you come to Dallas and we'll go bowling because I just want to beat somebody. It has to be the most random one Graham's ever come up with. <laughs> I've been I've been doing some bowling lately and getting my game going. Oh, look at you, you skinny mini! No, I love bowling because it encourages you to be a fat ass. <laughs> and you can eat and you drink, and you're better at it when you get drunk. So, I mean, it's the perfect sport. Uh, oh, what's your uh, What's your favorite tattoo that you have? Oh, nice. Uh, I mean, I'm just I'm just like one big old tattoo, but I do like I have like tattoos on my head that no one ever sees. So those are probably my favorite ones. But you can't see them because I have hair. I have really long hair. Um, the Marvel logo. Yeah, you know, cover it's, it up. It's, not, <laughs> it's definitely it's not a it's not a Stanley signature, and it's not a Marvel logo. It's, it's, a, um, it's actually the Bat Force logo. 
it's a, it's he's a, actually he's actually got Deadpool and his feet disappear into the hairline. It's a feature of picture of a deep dish pizza, and it says no seat for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love all my tattoos. They're all they're all my favorites. That's like naming like I was people was like, oh, who's your favorite kid? I don't have kids, but like when you ask parents that, they never say like, oh, it's you know Susie or Johnny. They always say like, I love all my kids the same. I'm the same like way. I, people who their favorite Bat Force member is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an easy one, me. The, the lesser of evil. Legends <laughs> going to the ATM right now to buy his slot, though. So. <laughs> so, do you do you collect stuff, or do you just collect comics? Uh, it's just comics. I can't. I you know I live in New York, so I have sort of a. I mean, I have a bigger apartment than most people, but my my uh, girlfriend doesn't understand. Well, she understands like my comic book collecting obsession, but I I can't bring anything else into it. It just it's like another it's a it's another rabbit hole that I just can't go down. Like I have to stop myself. I'm like, oh, I, I appreciate all those things, you know, from toys to prints to you know soundtracks and all other sorts of memorabilia i really do but i just i can't go down that route because it's just going to be it's going to be too much so I've, I've really just narrowed my collecting to just specifically comic books sometimes i'll like collect you know sketches or autographs from you know creators but i can't go down that route right now maybe in like you 10 15 years but yeah. Not right now. It's a very slippery slope as soon as you yeah. get started on, on any one thing and it just blows up. All right, Sean. So what you're saying, Sean, is you don't own any black and white Batman statues. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. Yeah, see that? Le- see, we're trying uh, to get Legends to buy his first one. That's why we keep breaking his balls. So that's why I, I appreciate He's, it. Uh, but... He is considering getting that uh, Jason Fabric, though. Oh. I am, I am considering it. It would look nice on display next to my uh, head sketch. Yeah, do it, boy. One of us. Sean, if, if you could have dinner with any famous person, dead or alive, who would it be? And what would the dinner be? Yeah, what would the dinner be? And why a, would it be Shake Shack? That's a that's a great question. Um, you guys really put me on the spot right now. Uh, it does, it, can you give me like a more narrow perspective in terms of, of like people, like comics, or just anybody? Any, anybody, dead or alive, anybody. You could have dinner with any human being that ever existed. You could just sit down and have dinner with this person. Roseanne Barr. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my answer, but um, <laughs> well, while you think about that one, you could. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? I know. Oh, that's easy. I always think about this. Um, <laughs> just be. I, I would lo- love the the opportunity to be invisible. You know, oh, whenever I want, that cool. would be my superpower. Oh. It just gives you a free reign to sort of do anything that you want. Hmm. And so you'd have to be naked walking around. Well, no, you know, like you could just be like, <laughs> I, I hate. You know, I hate to use like the Marvel comparison, but you know, like, oh. a woman, you know, like just be able to like disappear whenever I want. I know like why, because you don't want people to see you when you're eating Shake Shack. <laughs> <laughs> the food wouldn't be invisible. <laughs> like, I, 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 to, I totally get that. If you like live in New York City or, or Los Angeles and you just kind of want to just disappear and not have to deal with anybody else, and you can go do whatever you want and people don't get in your way. That'd be awesome. Star Wars, Star Trek. Star Wars. That's a Either one. one out of ten. What do you rate the Last Jedi? Oh man, I this is uh, I appreciate it. I'm always a fan of everything because I didn't make it, I didn't create it. But uh, it, it's a lot different than I expected. I know that's not answering from a one to ten, but I would give it like a, a seven. Oh shit! Or like a seven. I I'll go with that. Yeah, like fair. a seven. That's seven point a seven point five. You know. Fair. I enjoyed it. I yeah. enjoyed it. So, um, but yeah, I liked. It. I, I did like it. I did like it. I didn't hate it like a lot of people that I've heard disliked it. But um, yeah, I'd give it like a seven five. Probably actually to answer your question, um, dead or alive, I would really like to have dinner with David Lynch just because he's really weird, and I yeah. think that would be like an amazing story to tell people. I know. If, People who 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 worked with him and have met him, and it just seems like something that would be like you know, just like his movies. Like it would be like it would be a story. You know, I would just you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with David Lynch, but he's just a very weird. He makes weird things, and I'm a weird person. And I think 
we could get weird and talk about weird stuff and be a really, <laughs> it would be a good story. You know, I would, I would, I would walk away like, you're not going to imagine what I ate with this guy. It actually, it would probably just be coffee, you know, just basically oh, know about oh, it. Oh, he did a uh, Twin Peaks. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, okay. I would just imagine like that experience being, I don't know. I would just like go into it. What would you guys He's eat? I don't know, man. Like they would go to the Twin Peaks restaurant. Yeah, I mean, oh, that'd be crazy. It's it's up to him, you know. Like I, 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 I um, I don't know. I mean, I, I would just, I would like that opportunity to talk. When, when, when when we ask this question, do we, do we know when we want to have dinner with them? Like when they're ten, when they're twenty, when they're in their prime, when they're old, when they die, how they are now. I would just be now, like for me, like because he has such a huge breadth of work, and yeah. it'd be interesting to talk to him about it. So then, then he can hit you with the lightning round. Yeah, tell me about on. these tattoos, Sean. Put, put me on the spot. <laughs> put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. Nice. Thank you for joining us, oh, good. Mr. Grizzly Risley. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> is out of the house right now it's just me and the dog oh. that's crazy uh, the, the only thing we're gonna hear is legends hitting that atm <laughs> <laughs> legends do you have an atm in your house was that true was that just a room he's got an atm on the way to the bathroom <laughs>